Hello, everybody, and welcome spooky. to a spooky, spooky. RPG cast. Uh, this Ooh. is RPG Cast 561 for the week of October 31st, 2020, and I am your spooktacular host, Anna Marie Bouvetier. Bouvetier! <laughs> and uh, Kelly My favorite Ryan. Final Fantasy character is Ramza Beu. Is uh, clearly um, dressing up as a leprechaun. Um, K- Kelly Ryan, and I'm a part time witch. Ooh! <laughs> Jonathan Killer Stringer Scarier uh, Strangler. Strangler Strangler Yeah there you go Jonathan Strangler What are you dressing up as for Halloween? I'm I'm always a uh, um, nerd in his game room <laughs> We had a discussion about this on our on another Twitch channel and you're supposed to dress as something you're not <laughs> Oh um so uh Actually, I usually pass out candy wearing this werewolf mask and scare little kids. Yeah, no Halloween this year. this year. Halloween's canceled. Too much COVID. Well, not here, yeah. but oh. I think we'll put like treats on like a table outside or something. Just like people is. grab. <laughs> Halloween, Robert, uh, all dark. All bright. That's new. All, all dark. dark. All bright. No. What are you dressing up as for Halloween? Um... I'm, I'm, I gotta work, so, so, um, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna be that spooky guy who's calling the, uh, I have test results. (laughs) You're, you're the guy who calls people and tells them they have COVID, not scary all on its own. (laughs) This is a weird show already. All right. Hey, everybody. What about me? What about me? Uh, Chris Privateer. What's my funny name? Chris Privateer. You're dressing up as a pirate. <laughs> no, I'm. No, it's the Antichrist Privateer. No, gosh. <laughs> I'm. I'm dressing up. I'm. I'm a fat white guy on QAnon. Ooh, the well, scariest. Again, of, the terrifying. scariest. <laughs> Look at me typing messages and harassing people. Grr. All right, Grr. so Grr. we're, we're going to jump right into Detroit. what we've been playing. No, our best costume is on the stream. What is it? Eclipse? It's Eclipse, our black kitty. I have the best picture of her in her costume with a little moon, Gosh, or in her yeah, collar, collar with, little with a little moon hanging off yeah. of it. Maybe we'll post it with the RPG okay. cast. All right. I've got an ad going, apparently. So you, you, you dressed her like... Um, Luna from Sailor Moon? Kind of, yeah. It's Get very cute. Little kitty. Yeah. I tried to buy Anna Marie a Kigurumi this week uh, based on Luna, and she said no. I don't want a Kigurumi. Um, I'd never wear it. I bought one of those at Walmart to wear for Halloween, and it scared one of our cats so bad that I had to take it off. <laughs> she, like, arched her back and hissed at me. That's cute. It was, it was, like, funny but sad at the same time. It's funny, but it's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the cat that doesn't like me anyway, so I didn't want to make it worse. <laughs> okay. Are we finally going to jump into what we've been playing? So we took a couple weeks off. Or we one, took we a took week, week off. 
It just feels um, like a Chris. Week. Chris and I had a little staycation. A vacation. And uh, as our question of the week last week, uh, less than subtly hinted at, we played WoW Classic. Yep. So we had a group of five. We had uh, myself, Chris, Kelly, uh, Robert, and then uh, a friend that hangs out with us in the Discord called Hyloth. And um, it went exactly as well as you would expect it to. Yeah, we already quit. Yep. <laughs> so I think I think Kelly pooped out first at 12 or 13. And uh, then Tam bailed. He was 15 or 16. And I think I, I think uh, you and I were the highest level. I think level. I was 14. Okay, you were 14. Hyloth pooped out around 16. And then you and I got to, what, 16, 17, Chris? Oh, I'm going to log in now and find out. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, wait, no, I uninstalled the game. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I ain't logging into that crap again. <laughs> Well, what kills me we is that it was first. very fun to play when I was playing with you guys, despite yeah. the fact that the, the leveling mechanics just, you know, make it s- seem like grouping is a horrible idea because it makes quests take Oh my god, so many boars, so many boar people. I'm going to hear that noise in my, in my nightmare. <laughs> And yeah, it, you probably shouldn't group between level 1 and 20. To level but I mean, we wanted to do it as a group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, we should form a guild. Oh, you need 10 signatures. And it doesn't matter because there isn't a bank. This sounds like let's all be miserable together. Yeah, yeah which is why us. we bailed out. But So here was the thing, though, is Kelly was like, well, I'm going to go play Mal Valpera. And Chris was like, well, I want to play a Volpera because they sound really awesome. So They are. We... No, oh, no. What did I do, Anna? I said, Anna, open up the regular WoW character creation screen. Yeah, and so they, I did Those that. people at Blizzard have done something amazing. They made it so that the character screen is a preview of how awesome your character could look. Mm-hmm. Not how it will look, just how awesome it could look. And so your character, you choosing classes, and you see them flying around and using abilities, and like, oh look how cool this is! So I'm like, go click on the Volpera. Okay, go click each of the class options, and each one was like, ooh, and then she clicked the next one, ooh, and then go, ah. So would you like to play a Volpera with me? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we're done with classic. Yeah. So I had That's to go what help sold them. Unlock Volpera because they haven't even. Chris and Anna had not unlocked flying, and I had flying unlocked like months ago. So I was just kind of taxiing them around. Yeah, neither Chris nor I even had a fifty. Yeah. So I whipped out my moose, which was my highest level character. Thanks, Kitty, for letting me play it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was staticking a a high mountain tauren with my friend Seraphim Kitten, and so he was like, "Yeah, you can just get it to 50. So I got to 50, Chris got to 50, we went, we like rammed through the Volpera main storyline, and then rammed through the Volpera unlock quest, and then we were like, yeah, let's jump it onto those. So now we have a little group that is... Um, the, the cute fuzzy yip. Yes, the cute fuzzy yip. Because they're foxes. Because they they're yip. all foxes. I, I did resist no, the temptation to name it the cute fuzzy yif, but that would have been a much different. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> well, isn't the, isn't it a joke on the name of the actual guild, which is the cute fuzzy meow? Yes. <laughs> so we had to figure out what the foxes say. So we went with yip 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 yip. 
Well, better Which than is what... funny because that is not only their dance, but also one of their sillies. So what does the fox say? Um, they, apparently they sing about Dolly and... Crap, I can't Dot and Dolly are their best friends. <laughs> Dot and Dolly being two of the alpaca um, that that run the carriage for the Volpera that you're assisting through the yeah. Volpera storyline. Which is also funny because one of the sillies is, look, I don't know the Dot and Dolly song. Not all of us have sing with our alpacas, okay? <laughs> yeah, she sings that song. That was so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So, yeah, we're Chris has, like, been seriously into WoW this week. So have I. Well, I mean, it's a good week to do it. I mean, the anniversary event's supposed to start this week, or this coming week, and then we've got the pre-patch actually hitting midway through that, and then, of course, everything wraps up for uh, on November 22nd, because oh. November 23rd, we've got the release. Um, the pre-patch is already out. It's the pre-expansion event that's going to be happening. The pre-expansion event, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. I, I consider that the actual pre-patch. Uh, technically, the pre-patch is already out. but uh. So, things to think about. <laughs> One, is WoW any better than it was earlier this expansion? I, I feel so. I, I think squishing the leveling we is the best thing. We hated this game so much at the beginning of this expansion. And we're only getting back to it like three weeks before the new expansion comes out. Because, yeah. holy crap, did they finally seem to tune things a bunch. Oh, right. That's right. Because the story focus now is no longer on the boring crap we didn't want there to be story focus on to begin with. So what you're saying is that the Horde versus Alliance thing is horribly played out? A little bit. But also the, oh, your faction leader is an evil person now has been done literally twice on the Horde side and is now apparently being done on the Alliance side as well. Like, Let's just say, we're not fans of how the story goes in this expansion, and I'm very glad that they're going back, to, that they ended up by going after like old gods and, and more traditional WoW things. Yeah. Traditional WoW things? Newer WoW things? And less, I don't know. Because Horde and Alliance is traditional WoW stuff, so I feel ignorant when I say that. But but also, well, old gods were also traditional WoW things. Okay. Well, I don't know. I just find it more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have... I just... That hmm. I, I hope that they're coming up with some kind of long con for Sylvanas, because I... so uninteresting to me. I think yeah. we're almost at the point where she maybe needs to die. Also, the questing uh, in Battle for Azeroth is so boring, with one exception, and that's where you're helping out the fox people. But that's because they're <laughs> an interesting race, and they're very different the, than the other races. Well, and, but I feel like it's just applying to the fact that we enjoy Eastern storytelling, and they seem very, like, we're meant to be your anime stereotype character or something. I don't well, know. <laughs> I don't know. On that, I'm going to disagree, because I actually think that all of the Boam Sandi stuff is really interesting. Okay. The, the but the horde, horde is doing no, nothing of relevance the entire expansion. <laughs> so, so here, and I've played through most of the alliance, and I've played through all of the horde. The horde stuff has like interesting bits here and there, like the Bosomdi stuff, definitely the Volpera stuff. But overall, not all of it's that great. But the alliance side, um, one of their zones is actually, and it's one of the zones I haven't done yet. But it's a lot more interesting to the story of what is going on in bfa 
Yeah, I think I need to like figure out an alliance character that I'm like just willing to sit through the expansion with and just like blast through it. Hey, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, because um, like the alliance side stuff where they get into Jaina and her demons and what's going, what happened with her and stuff. That like legitimately made me sad and made me want to cry because it was just so tragic. And then what? getting to. Getting to the Horde side where it's all, oh, this is just one big ripoff of Black Panther. And you agreed with me, Chris, on that. Yeah, it is. And like, it's I, like I they, came to that on my own conclusion. I'm like, this is the Black Panther. <laughs> like, what is this? And, and it seems like, okay, we have this great story planned for the Alliance. What are we going to do with the Horde? Eh, trolls, Black Panther was cool. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, definitely a underwhelming expansion, but I I am so looking forward to Shadowlands because of the whole un- afterlife thing, and I don't know if you guys saw that, like, Mancrick's wife is getting a uh, upgrade in badassness. Well, I think she was the one they sh- uh, showed off in the Maldraxxus preview. Didn't watch See, that. I thought that was Draka. Wait, mm-hmm. Mancrick's wife is Draka. dead. Yeah, in Shadowlands, everyone dead is a character. Right. Again. That's right. Shadowlands has the risk of being the ultimate Blizzard story recycling engine. <laughs> this could be the worst expansion by far, Chris, folks. Be all of your gear ready. is broken. What are you yeah, doing? It's not broken. Well, it's just damaged. Uh huh. Well, we already know Vosh is there. We already know Kalethos is there. <laughs> Life and death was only a setback. <laughs> death was merely a setback <laughs> then that but other time it, you killed me still just a, a setback, setback. <laughs> alright so moving on from uh, wow one more funny thing is that Anna limited us we weren't allowed to do question <laughs> mods for yeah, classic no, it was like mod right. free and wow it was terrible <laughs> I, I broke that rule the next day because I was getting so tired of like just not being able to find anything. And I secretly told to Chris, and then Chris... The Chris totally day, narked on her! Totally and and her. I yelled over Discord, you traitorous dickhead. <laughs> She's like, you know, so Chris is like, alright, so we're officially quitting Wild Classic? I'm like, yeah. He's like, good, because I gotta tell you, Kelly was using a quest mod. <laughs> you treacherous dickhead! <laughs> And, and here's the thing. I actually knew, and I didn't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> the rules were arbitrary, and no one followed them, and that's okay. Yeah. That is no, no, no. I followed I mean, them. I, mean, we had, I didn't use any mods at the all. The challenge was fun. It's no just mods. we got real tired of it oh, real yeah. fast. And it's oh, interesting yeah. because um, I, as much as I appreciated playing it, yeah, the original game is so different and so inaccessible compared to the new game. It, yeah, then we loaded like in the new game like, oh my gosh. Oh, right. oh yeah, I get to follow the little diamond there's and I see like question marks where I have to turn mark. in stuff and like, there's breadcrumbs, the, like proper breadcrumbs it's and it's like... the questing, it's like everything's better. Yeah. It, it's different, so... <laughs> There are some new, things that are better and some things that aren't. Because it was one of the new, it was nice. Mm-hmm. But now that we know everything, it's not as it's not that sense of adventure anymore. Right. So, and so that's so, what I did like about playing classic was yes. the sense of adventure. Every single thing, every minute I put into that character had weight and meaning and was improving the character. The problem, of course, is that improving it for what? Level 60 endgame rating with a hardcore classic guild? Eh, 
probably not going to do that. But yeah, I did no, like, uh, while leveling up, it felt meaty. It felt like like it meant something. So like, like a lot of times in the new expansion, like I'm not even reading quest text. I just don't care. I want to just get my world quest turn ins. Is my eye level higher? Okay, great. Show me a few cut scenes. I'm going to log out for the night where in while classic, like I cared about, I think I need to get that herb. There's three monsters. Yeah. Can I wave? Can I wob and weave through them and get that one herb? And that's going to get me the skill level I need to learn the next recipe. And it's like or, this just everything know, just mattered more. And killing mobs wasn't just a joke. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. actually you had to, you couldn't pull more than you know one or two. And good yeah. luck. But then yeah, I remembered having, I hate all that. Having full, full bags and it's like I don't want to dump any of this because every bit of this I dump yeah. is less money that yes. I'm going to get to be able to silver. Ammo. We every were micromanaging so silver. excited. Yeah, so like I was like, oh, I'm like two silver short. Can someone please spot me? So like that part of the experience was like, novel. I, I I spent two hours setting up auctions one night, and the next day I came back. Guys, I got fifty silver. They're like, "Oh my god, your uncle money bags! Give me two silver! Give me two silver!" <laughs> it's like, like, yeah. it, it was setting up auctions in Thunder Bluff, not realizing that the auction houses were aren't connected. connected. <laughs> yeah, totally forgot about that. Um. The, the, the funny oh, thing for me was this playing classic was just seeing seeing stuff like oh who, that Bane Bloodhoof he's nobody oh that Karn Bloodhoof uh, hope he's, nothing he's bad nice happens person. to him he seems like a nice dude hope no but nothing bad happens <laughs> or us going to Orgrimmar for the first time and me doing an entire lap around the Valley of Strength trying to find a bank not realizing that <laughs> it's be in the, the thing in the middle <laughs> the, oh, this up oh, kitty gone yeah she left. And that you just realize, like, playing classic makes you realize, oh, yeah, there's reasons they changed all this stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't mean that every change that has come to oh, WoW no, has been for the better. of course it's not all good. It's all just different. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, that that was, I'm glad that we did it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun do it playing anymore. with you guys. <laughs> I will never do it on my own. I don't want to do it It was anymore. definitely should, more fun with friends. should have done it at launch with all the servers I know. and the masses of people and no mob spawning. That oh, and really... the, the friendship lines, people lining up. Yep. Yeah, I, I've been, I, I actually missed launch. I didn't actually start into World of Warcraft till six months after. Yeah, so, I, and I, I mean that was one of the reasons why we did that is Chris and Kelly had never played classic. I think I think Jonathan's saying we should have did it at the launch of classic. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, no, <laughs> we weren't ready at that point. Meant. Oh, the launch of the actual launch even is still different. Than that was classic. a real mess. Like, oh like, god, you couldn't whatever. do a, a, an escort quest because the servers lagged so badly yeah. that like you would you'd swear you were walking beside the npc and then all of a sudden they would just disappear and you would fail the quest <laughs> yep and so while i went and played classic it was fun but raiding when it was truly vanilla wow it was different than now now it's like down everyone knows it you know it's got down so much to a science and the optimization and the power gaming on it that it's the content's really easy now when back then it was hard just because we didn't know how a lot of that stuff worked. There wasn't YouTube to explain everything yet. There wasn't a lot of internet. It was all theoretical, people guessing and how, how a lot of classes worked. Uh, people thought warriors were terrible for a while, and they were actually pretty good. It's just no one really knew how I to mean, play them. I right? mean, they were the only tank class. Yep, yep. And so, it, but leveling one was rough. 
but I can never recapture that in a game that, you know, going through your leveling and exploring all this new content and no one really knew what was what. It's like something to be said about that, and I haven't really had that since. And going back and playing is, yeah, you get hooked on the whole leveling grind and, and improving your character, but that whole sense of wonder and adventure isn't quite the same or, or not near what it used to be. Okay. And then I was like, oh, yeah, PvP will be fun. Because I used to love to be able to raid, get that new weapon, and then go hop over in PvP and then kill people with it, right? But mm-hmm. PvP is such a tryhard thing in Classic now that everyone's engineering with all their engineering uh, items and pots and everything to make sure they... They win every like back in vanilla. It was like, haha, I made that guy pot. You know, he had, he had to use a uh, potion against me. What a loser! Now it's like you have to do that to compete. So it's like a different. It's just, I don't know. It's just different. It's not, yeah, it's no, same, I, I played a lot. I played a lot in classic, and I I, I was actually in a couple raiding guilds. Um, managed to get halfway through BWL, and yeah, I mean, I've it's definitely like. The stories from then about like how hard the fights were and how to do it compared to classic, where you know you have reports of people beating Zolgarub within a day of it releasing, and that's going back to what you're saying is that we know how the game works now. We know how stats work. We know the ins and outs of the different balancing and and how everything plays you know into each other now. You know it's been 16 years, mm-hmm. and so. It, while while classic is not a, an expose about you know wanting to return to this sense of adventure and yeah everything is meeting I agree with Chris on that part but while classic was a tedious game <laughs> it relives some memories like I remember back in the day just the progression like it took us a while to kill like I, we ended up getting through AQ forty except for Cthulhu back in my vanilla guild and then my classic guild i stopped after we were farming bwo but how long it took us to get through bwo back in vanilla and we cleared it in one night the first night in classic and it was like well they're good now we get to farm this for a while and i just it got old real quick we we barely made it through rage rage fire chasm <laughs> i don't yeah, know if we can really say we made it chasm. through there we kind of just did a boss and left or did we yeah, do two that, bosses and left? Taverns and classic? Yeah. No, we didn't get that far. I didn't <laughs> want to have to deal with messing up the whole dungeon because of whiffing on the jump, which I did back in the day. I aggroed half the dungeon by moving too close to a ledge. Yeah, I aggroed half the dungeon by uh, mistargeting a pack during that in that one back part with the lava, and that was... You know, I was dealing with a headache and was trying to power through, and then it's like, okay, guys, I am done. <laughs> I am so done. <laughs> yeah. And not, not to mention my rage moment when you guys was trying to help me tame my pet for the first time, and um, <laughs> it kept knocking me over. <sighs> then I was I like, like, well, you, I'll take PSO it for you. Rage. Nope, it has to target you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go charge I, this I actually, wand again. I actually warned about that. I yeah, had well. warned you all about it that. It was so... Well, we, we just couldn't accept that that's how they would design it. What can I tell yeah. you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's how it's so, even designed in current. Wow. They still didn't accept it. <laughs> and one last thing. I know we want to move on for a while, but I think it's one of those, if you played vanilla, you're probably much more forgiving about some of those things, where if you played started after, some of that stuff's going to be more 
uh, frustrating just because of that. You don't have that nostalgic hook, or you don't have that. Yeah, this is how it used to be, and I knew that this is how it was. So, I well, I knew it was going to be terrible going into it. I was, I was <laughs> all in for like this is going to be awful. I'm going to spend all weekend and feel terrible at the end of it. And then halfway through, we we couldn't even. <laughs> we, make all it. Yeah, we all bailed. All right, bailed. moving on because we've spent half an hour talking about WoW. Um, I can finally talk about my embargoed game. Oh, what is it? I reviewed Trails of Cold Steel 4. next. (laughs) She had been live blogging, or like messaging me on Discord for like the past two weeks with different story revelations about this. I mean, being intentionally vague does not despoil, but just kind of like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. And various stuff like that. So yeah, I, I was I was talking with a friend of mine who had already played the game in Japanese, and so like I, I was actually like totally talking about the game with her. But there were a couple things that I was just like, Kelly, this isn't a spoiler, and I need you to I need to tell you about it. <laughs> so oh, that game is so good. How so, good I, is it? It's a five out of five. five out of five. Oh. All right, you already did it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <great>. <laughs> yeah, um, so there's really not a ton I can say about it because it's all spoilers for Cold Steel 3. Yeah. But Kelly, you're also playing it. You're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, Josh said Dark. that he was playing it. It is so delayed in Europe, none of my European friends have it. Delayed? Yep. Why? Shipping? Um, the physical edition got super mega delayed. I had just got through the prologue on Tuesday night. And then stopped because I needed to go to bed. And I'm probably going to invest more time into it this weekend. Cause That's I got why we're not playing our, our foxes. Yeah, we're not playing our foxes because you're playing, she's Cold, playing Steel Cold Steel 4. What the heck? It's okay. Sorry. We'll get oh, back to them. Oh, fine. It's, it gives me time to catch up on this other <laughs> Yeah. Um. But, bef- but so <sighs> the ending of Cold Steel 4 Uh-oh. just wrecked me. Did it. Oh, And so at the end of it, I was like, I don't really know what I want to play. Because I just finished this game. It was so incredibly emotional. I have all of the feels. I don't want to get into another deep game. So what am I what am I going to play now? No. <laughs> so I I booted up oh dang, hang on. I closed my yearly lock of games by accident. So I booted up this game that I got for like forty nine cents or seventy nine cents or something. It's a Chemco game called Arc Lion Saga. Why? And Chris and I, Chris watched me play it one night. It was just shy of three hours. It's like baby's first RPG. It's fine. <laughs> Don't pay more than a dollar for it. I don't think I saw you finish it. Yeah, you did. And oh. you were like, wait, that's the end? And I'm like, yeah, that's the end. I don't think so. And he was convinced. He's like, you must have to go back and play it a second time. And I Googled it. And I'm like, nope, that's really the end. I don't think I saw that. Okay. Gosh. That makes sense, though. I would believe you if that was actually the case. Wow. So, and then I was like, well, I still don't really want to play a deep game, and I'm still really kind of unsure what I want to play. So I booted up Blossom Tales, and bad. I played through that. Blossom oh, Tales Blossom was great. Tales, no, I'm saying the chem- I'm still on oh. the Chemco game. Yeah, sorry. Blossom Tales is great. It's like a little 2D Zelda-esque game. It's fantastic. Do recommend. I'll have to put that one on my wish list. It's got narration like The Princess Bride. Yeah, it's like, what if Princess Bride and Zelda had a baby together? 
Ooh, now you're selling it to me. Yeah, no, and it's great. It's like the legend, and it's all like 2D Zelda, like the legend of the past. In fact, I feel like they nick a lot of the puzzle sort of apparatuses to them. My one complaint, and I'm air quoting complaint, is it's not really a complaint. Um, There are some things that they overdo. So there are some puzzle mechanics that they reuse repeatedly, and I'm not a fan of that. So that that was my only real air quote complaint. And now I, I I was still struggling to figure out what I wanted to play, so I booted up Dragon Quest Builders too, and that's what I'm playing right now. Sometimes it's fun to go back to something you love. Yeah, I mean it's weird because I just don't really replay games. I, yeah, it's like maybe one a year. This is this this year is weird. Not only did I replay three houses. I did Sewer Babies and Blue Lions. Um, but now I'm replaying Dragon Quest Builders too. It's a weird year for me. And, and it's I, a weird, it's year, a weird for year in general. Yeah. And and I did um I did um Atelier Totary and Atelier Miruru. Again. Yeah, because they're out on Switch. And now all I want to do is buy the Dust trilogy, but I don't want to buy it full price. I'm getting Didn't you just buy a game based on trailers we watched? Yeah. So we'll talk about that in the in the now releasing. Okay. So we'll talk about that later. All right. Um, um, Jonathan, it's been a while since you've been on. What have you been playing? Probably really old so, stuff. Lots of things, right? Um, it's been a while since I've been on the cast, like you said. And I remember I, last time I was on, I was talking about I was about halfway through Wasteland 3. So this is going to date it a little bit. But I did finally finish that. Or, sorry, finally finished that. Uh, I really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. I kind of flew through it. And uh, sometimes that's not common for me to do that with games. That game just called to me. It's really dark humor. Uh, the tactic style gameplay. Um just the funny little quirks in the dialogue and, and building up my team. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'd say the only issues I'd have with it is the difficulty spiking. I think it was harder earlier to mid-game, and as I you know, got my team kind of powerful and got good gear, uh, it kind of tailed off to where I was, you know, killing stuff easy the last fight. To me, it was too easy. Uh... It's got a thing where if you kind of alpha strike, there's a chance where if you surprise the enemy, you all your guys get a turn to shoot at them. And damage is so much, and armor seems to be so low in HP. Where well, HP is high, but damage is so high that I could kill off several of their guys early to kind of make the fight not as uh, difficult or consequential. But if I let them get that first crack at me, they would tear up you know two or three of my guys real quick. So mm. I think a little bit. Of balancing as far as how much damage versus armor uh, would probably uh, go a long way in, in that regard. Uh, it was also been, I've also been playing Back to Divinity 2, uh, progressing further in that one. Uh, so I got it for a good bit. So I kind of hit that game in waves. And uh, I think uh, my, one of my next games I'll talk about kind of took me off. But so still really enjoying it, going through it. Um, I want to knock that out before Baldur's Gate 3 comes out in full, uh, which I also played that. How's that going? So I haven't played it too much, uh, not because I don't like it. I, I'm i kind of torn. So I'm so excited about Baldur's Gate 3 that I want to play it, right? But mm-hmm. 
I also usually don't like playing RPGs when they're in early access. But they um, got like the first full act, right? Yeah. But how many times do I want to play that first full act? Well, just once. You don't need. Yeah, right. So, so I hear it's, and then, it's it's possible to like just straight up fail or something. Like if you choose bad dialogue decisions, like trying to outsmart um, a mind devourer and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That kind of older school gaming thought was in the you know the old Baldur's Gate games and some of the other computer RPGs like that to where if you did a dialogue choice you'd get a really bad ending or, or game over real quick. Actually you could do that in Wasteland 3. You can get a game over real quick by a mm. dialogue choice. A few of them. Um, I've played like a couple hours into it. What I've played so far I'm very impressed. Uh, it A lot of complaints and something I was a little worried about was that it was just going to be Dungeons and Dragons Divinity? Yeah, I mean, um, how, what does it feel like? Its own thing, Divinity, it, Baldur's Gate, both, both, both. So you can you can definitely feel the Divinity Larian Studio influence on it, right? Okay, but it's also unfair to just say it's Baldur's Gate Divinity. So it's got it's 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 there's that connection still there. But its tone's different. It plays a little different. Uh, you could say, hey, yeah, I can see it's made by the same people, but I wouldn't call it a reskin divinity either, So, which is good. I, I think it's got its own identity. Um, it is different playing a Baldur's Gate game with uh, turn-based, you know, that real-time pause. But I'm fine with that. I like turn-based. Um, I think that, and it's more true to actual D&D anyway. So that that's fine. Um, I think it looks pretty good. Uh, I think the the storytelling mechanics so far and the and the characters and all that it's very engaging from what I've played. So it, to me, it has a lot of promise. I obviously am not that far into it. So now they're you know they're updating things, adding things, fixing things, hot fixing. Of course, it's early access. It's got bugs. So it's one of those. Do I? Is it going to be a different experience if I play it now and then in these stages than if I come back and play it later? Or if I wait till the real game comes out and just play the entire thing? If I play this first chapter or act or whatever you want to call it and then I finish it, will that kill my enthusiasm or drive to play it the entire game when it comes out? Because I, I I've done stuff like that before. Not, not a, oh, I'm done with that game, I'm not going to play it, but more of a, Oh, I'm going to try this new thing. I already seen what that has. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why I'm a little wary about getting in the early access. Now, early access for like shooting game, you know, like first person shooters or other online, you know, survival games, stuff like that that I've played in the past. I don't mind doing that because it's the narrative and that story isn't really part of it. It's just, you know, you know, the action. Right. But this when it's a, when it's a story like that, I've never really enjoyed RPGs early access. I've tended to avoid them because of that. So this being Baldur's Gate 3 and me being such a fan of the genre and that series uh, has caused me to break that uh, unofficial rule of my, for myself a little bit. But we'll see if how, how much I do, how much more I play until it's really out. But so far, so good. Uh, it's got me really excited for it. Uh, no, no complaints thus far. So I'm very excited for this to be like the start of a new thing. Yeah, it's definitely uh, has potential, um, and I think it's definitely uh, has the potential to be even better than Divinity Two, which is already a great game. 
Uh, also played Crusader Kings 3. So this is a game, or these kind of games that I love. And it's one of those where I will completely waste a weekend away doing it. And then just drop it like a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll get so sick, but I'll get sucked in. And then before I know it, you know, it's one of those, of course, one more turn or maybe a couple more years. And then you look and it's like six in the morning. <laughs> and I had like a week into this, but then I've been so busy with work that playing during the week isn't really feasible. And then if I haven't played it in like a week or a while, I kind of stop. I was really enjoying it. I think they streamlined a lot of stuff. It's still complex, but it's not as difficult to get into as some of uh, uh, you know CK two in some ways. Did they find a, a way to emphasis like the stories more than the uh, the plot of what's going on with your character more than they did in the last one? Kind of, I think so. Um, maybe That's what not. they made it sound like from their trailers, but I wasn't sure how they were going to actually yeah. do that. It's a little easier to like. If you, it's kind of like you, you pick a specialty like sub, you know, sub uh, the subterfuge, uh, yeah, subterfuge or you know, combat or counting or I forgot the real word. I'm I'm using the wrong word. I don't think subterfuge is the right word, but yeah, I know what you your mean, yeah spy skills. So once you intrigue. pick all those specialties, yeah, intrigue. That's it. Yeah, you start unlocking some abilities, and those abilities open up a lot of, um, you know, options. In the game, mm-hmm. to where if you you know you kind of play whatever that little tree is, you just unlocked, and you really focus. So if you do combat, you really just want to wage a lot wage a lot of war. I think it's a lot easier to get uh, to attack people, wage war, conquer territory um, than it was before, uh, and it's a little more satisfying to do some of that. It's a little more quicker for things to happen. Oh, good, because it took forever. <laughs> yep, yep. It's it's so I was. It, it may even be a tad easier. I was, well, I don't know, maybe not, because I, I started one, and I got invaded and killed in, like, a couple of years. <laughs> and then I started another one, and now I have this, you know, I ended up being uh, Scotland, or one of the Isles, and I've conquered all of the British Isles, parts of Spain, um, parts of um, uh, Norway, and I have uh, an actual empire I founded. And nice. then getting in line, like making sure your heir is one of the people voting voted in every time. So there's a, a voting system for of all your vassals voting for the next king or the next emperor. Sorry, I was a king first, and they voted for that as well. So that's not too difficult. Now you can't control who your heir is going to be as easily uh, in that one or in that fashion. But I was having a lot of fun with it. It it, it takes a lot of the improvements from CK2 and all the expansions. Pulls in another one now, maybe missing some content they're going to need to add on later. But I was very impressed. I got sucked right in. It's like riding a bike. And I think it'll be that much more accessible for new players. Um, I wanted to add one last thing. I kind of started playing. I'll be real quick. Is uh, Battletech. Uh, the Ro- There's this big modding community for it. And they made Rogue Tech. And it's more like a roguelike experience where you kind of do a career mode. But the amount they've added so many mechs and so many uh, it's kind of a lot harder a lot more customization options and what what the cool thing is this latest uh, I've kind of avoided doing it so far because I wanted to let them get further along it's already so vast but they have this thing called Rogue War so you get on the map is like a live internet map uh, you know a live map connected to the network and you can join factions in it 
and as you do missions, you like increase stuff for your faction, and then as certain factions get more powerful, they take over new star systems. So it's kind of like this online war map that's wait. That's I must live. have missed something. Which game is this with star? Battletech. Battletech has star yeah. systems. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. You, oh yeah, yeah. You. Yeah, that's you, not, you. Um, sorry. Uh, the bo- the books actually go into that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing. So you you have your drop ships that you go from system to system and planets, and you drop your mechs in. But yeah, it's uh, I haven't gotten too far into that. I just started my career a little bit ago, and uh, I've put in so I love that game so much. I put in so many hours, but now I get a, a new new experience. And here I am playing WoW again instead of trying out BattleTech and stuff. What's wrong with me? <sighs> new leveling experience. I can't play everything. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it for me. Cool. All right. And Kelly, we covered what you're playing. So um, I had some other stuff though. Oh, you did. I had played the Breath of the Wild. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Hyrule Warriors Two demo, which is the prequel to Breath of the Wild. And I, I got to say, like, I, I put it on my Christmas list, but it's going to be a long wait for it if somebody does get it for me for Christmas because I could not put down that demo and I was actually sad when it kind of ended. Um, you get two huge chapters to play through where you can unlock um, Zelda and Impa, who is like a young version of Impa because I, I sort of forgot that this was a uh, prequel. prequel. And like for... <laughs> trying to organize my thoughts here the special moves in this version of hyrule warriors is using the runes from the sheikah slate and each character uses them in different ways like impa slides around on the ice block to um, hit enemies while link like the ice block shoots out of the ground and you go like really high in the air and use the paraglider to glide down and run into enemies and then like um Princess Zelda's attacks are like literally the Sheikah Slate, and she's just like making blocks go all over the place and her hurling bombs and stuff like that. And then the special moves just um, are powered up versions of that. And I, it is was really fun. And when you get to the map, it looks just like the map from Breath of the Wild, and you can like do um, little mini quests. Where you have to like go into an area and kill out all the um, Wizalfos, is what they're called. The mm-hmm. lizard chameleon characters. Mm-hmm. There's a map where you have to go do that. Or a map where you have to use your bombs to clear out an area of moblins within a certain time limit. And then there's there's like other quests where it pow- um, opens up the blacksmith so that you can power up your weapons. Or it opens up... Um, cooking recipes that you can put before you start a level to get like a damage bonus and it's like during the fights all of this stuff drops all the same stuff drops like your breath in the wild breath of the wild but you use it in more creative in creative ways on the world map and it just it feels like the perfect blend of hyrule warriors and breath of the wild Put that and, on the box. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, even the original Hyrule Warriors was a good, you know, combination of just Zelda and the Musou games as a whole. So I'm yeah. I'm glad this 
because I, I played a little bit of the demo too, and I'm glad to see the. Um, I, I, I'm spacing on the term, but the, you know, the progression of you know their systems for that integration. It's a really good combination for the two. I think Zelda lends itself really well to the, the Dynasty Warriors formula. Yeah, and one of in the second like major level that you can play in the demo, you're being chased by a guardian, and it, can it's you reflect like, a like, light back with it with your shield? Um, un- unfortunately, no, which oh, is really frustrating. Re- refund the he, game. Refund the game. He, he he does that in the cutscene, but you can't. You can't do, do it. it in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But, um, yeah, maybe, so, maybe you just couldn't do it yet. Maybe it's something I, that'll be in the full release. I hope so. But you're being chased by a guardian, and you're given this like little baby guardian that like literally looks like um, something out of Wally. It it kind of reminds me of a portal turret. Does actually. it talk to you in piano notes? No, it talks oh. to you in beeps and boops like R two D two. Oh, okay. And you have to take this um, little guardian around to activate some of the guardians that are, like, broken down to fire their laser at the guardian that's chasing you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really kind of like a cool little uh, to, cool little difference on the whole Musa formula being chased after this huge thing that you can't necessarily defeat yet. Because, believe me, I tried. I marched up to it and started hacking at it, thinking, well, this is a Musa game. Surely this is a boss. And it's like, it, it tells you, like, don't attack the Guardian. I'm like, oh, okay, I wanted to attack the Guardian. No, don't no, attack the allowed. Guardian. Not allowed. Yeah. Denied. Request denied. And I just, I had so much fun playing it. I, and I, and since, how many frames per second did that run at, Kelly? Um, I didn't, I you know, I don't notice frame rates. Um, Phil from uh, Backtrack was kind of complaining about the frame rate. So you didn't have any problems, though? Okay. Because yeah. Anna, who also generally doesn't notice frame rates, I showed her a trailer today. She's like, yeah. Yeah, even I'm noticing that, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was just having so much fun that if it did bog down, it didn't bug me. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Because um, one of the levels, I figured out that if I did like strong attack while moving, I could do the shield slide. So I was just shield sliding into everything, and not realizing that you know sh- it, shield sliding into those lizards wasn't enough to kill them. But <laughs> it was just, it was way too much fun. I, I sincerely hope that Santa brings me Hyrule Warriors too. If, if Santa's uh, listening. You could just get it on your own beforehand. I, I know. No, oh, remember? No, what? Christmas Buying moratorium. Buying moratorium. Yeah. Oh, no. No, not in 2020. We talk about this we every year. restrictions on us this year. Let her buy her game. No, it's during. It comes out during the Christmas zone. I was already the Christmas zone. <laughs> we've told you about the Christmas zone the treaty. Christmas zone. How how do you forget this every year? Chris? I don't remember there being terminology like the Christmas zone treaty. Yes, that sounds like amazing. you made fun of it last year it's too. The Christmas zone when, treaty when your of nineteen thirty seven. My Christmas zone started two months ago. Yeah, so my mom wants a moratorium on all video game buying for ourselves at the start of October yeah, because that's that. when she wants our Christmas list. Yeah, we don't do that. 
Yeah. No, I do that, except no, for things that I explicitly don't put on my list because I want to buy them immediately. Which, of course, is really funny because there was that trailer that came out earlier this week for Hyrule Warriors when the demo hit. And so I was like, I should go on Amazon and make sure that I've pre-ordered this game. <sighs> She's pre-ordered it three times already. Yeah, so I pre-ordered it twice on my she account and once on Christmas. set to come on our to So our I'm house. really glad that I checked because I canceled two of them. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, um I might be excited might, for this game. Could you just get it digitally so I can play it on mine? No, that's why we're getting it physically so that why? we can swap back and forth. But then I can just My dad used to oh, try right. to start that Christmas zone crap in like August and oh, I Oh no. Even that my mom isn't too, that crazy. Yeah, no, my dad was crazy like that. I like being more reasonable and having a soft cutoff date in November and a hard cutoff date after Black How about Friday. you like figure out a nice heartfelt gift for me and stop trying to buy me games that even I can't decide what I want? Dating. You are impossible to buy for, Chris. Yeah, because you have to actually think and get to know me. Like, Pick up the phone, call me, and figure out something I want. Like, I bought my dad two things that weren't on his Christmas maybe list, don't and I don't even stuff. like him. Maybe... Maybe you don't buy me stuff. Maybe Damn. that's the problem. I mean, <laughs> come on, Chris. The problem isn't the love and care put into the gift. You are difficult to buy for. I am. But the yeah, answer the for that, thing. there's two answers for that. One, stop trying to associate Christmas with only purchasing of gifts. And two. Yeah, 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 exactly. What? Exactly what? What was your number two? You kind of just petered off there because oh, you uh, forgot it. I forgot it because it's so obvious. What? Um. <laughs> uh huh. Did you just do a mind wipe like, <laughs> when, he when he knows that he's in trouble? No, the uh, the Chris just got downloaded to Sector Zero. I did. The okay. uh, the the thing is to to actually get to know someone and figure out what they want that they don't know they want. And again, yeah, the hardest level of gift giving. Again, kind nobody does nowadays. Again, we just want check boxes on an Amazon gift list. I I bought things for three of my family members yeah. that were not on their list. How many things have you bought for me? None, because mm-hmm. you're impossible to buy for. Mm-hmm. What do you I want, Chris? It. I don't know. I want somebody who loves me to come up with a gift for me that I don't even know that I want. <sighs> I want somebody to try. That's all well. I want. I want somebody to try. Can somebody try to love me? No. That's where I'm at. I just want someone to try. You know, I think this is going to be our question of the week. <laughs> what should just we get try. Chris for Christmas? How do you pick a game for someone that's impossible? Don't buy me a game! How do you pick a present for someone who's impossible to buy for? I don't know. Try try be like, hey, hey, Chris's wife, how's he doing for, like, shaving accessories? Does he have anything cool there? No. How about I give him this nice boarhead brush and uh, and some shaving cream? So. Here, here's here's a perfect example, I think, of what Chris is going for. Well, Chris um, doesn't know what he's going for, let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs> hold up, hold up. So, unfortunately, this goes to the difference of being able to go to a store versus going online. Yeah. Um, several years ago, I was doing Christmas shopping with my wife at, I want to say it was either JCPenney's or Macy's, in one of the malls, and... You know, just looking looking at, around, and I happened to see a little uh, baseball uh, that was like um, in reference to the New York Yankees stadium. Mm. My dad is a huge Yankees fan. 
I bought that for him mm-hmm. as a gift because mm-hmm. I knew he would like it. He didn't know about it. It wasn't on a list, but it was definitely something that I know my dad would have appreciated. Yeah. You know, yeah. so unfortunately, always ordering stuff online removes that sense of being able to, you know, go into it, removes that ability to be, you know, be in a store and just happen to see something, just instantly know, oh, that is a perfect gift for X, Y, Z, whoever. And, and I think that's, where, where this conversation is sort of going. That, Maybe. That, that's all fine and dandy, but then you get dads like my dad who was not into sports at all. So nothing well, that, like that. That was that. just an example. Yeah, well, there, yeah, it, there is some level of truth, though, what Kelly's saying. Like in-person retail stores only stock what appeals to mainstream yeah. purchasers. So if somebody falls off that scale and they're literally interested like in nothing in your store, what are you going to buy yeah. from there, right? Um, it's like... Think and that's how people favorite. get 45 ties for Christmas. <laughs> Think Geek was a favorite of mine just because it had cool nerd stuff, but then that went away. Or is part of GameStop now or whatever. My wife has so, a problem. A lot of things uh, I'm into are a niche like that too. Yeah. And I can usually find some of those items cheap or at a good deal to where if she just goes to some store, she'll pay full Kelly. retail or, or, or a lot of things. Kelly, you don't need any of the stuff from Think Geek. It's just clutter in your house. So here's here's why it's kind of a house? struggle to buy stuff for no. gift. Buy stuff for Chris. Everything he wants is super expensive. Yes, that too. So like things that he really wants like for a, Christmas. I'd like a he wants an Apple Watch. Machine. He wants a new video card. I could yeah. buy him a case. There's a reasonably priced. How gift. about a, an AMD fifty nine fifty X processor? Isn't that That'd like wonderful? No, the processor isn't. It's like six hundred and fifty. Oh yeah, just <laughs> totally reasonable, Chris. <laughs> It's way it is better. more than the Apple Watch, which it's is what I started this conversation well, with. Well, you know, Chris has lost interest in the Apple Watch anyway. He's already bought it for himself. Yeah. Right. Well, this is why it's hard to buy stuff for Chris. Of, what's the point of getting it unless you get it on release day? That's all I got to say. You know, it's, if it's not new, Chris, it's not cool. My wife echoes the same exact things about me. She has the same <laughs> battle. It's like... Is I'm there, hearing uh, an echo or deja vu here. Is, is there any <laughs> games that we haven't talked about yet that people have played? Um, I played a little bit of uh, Part-Time UFO. That's really cute, but also really hard. Yeah, so that was a mobile game that finally came to Switch. It's done by HAL Laboratories. Wasn't that like gyro-controlled? How were expecting people to control that on mobile? You just go left and right, Kelly. I was having a hard enough time controlling that with a controller, much less... Dealing with mobile, I don't remember. I remember at the time being like, "Oh, this isn't too bad." Like I expected this to be hard to control, but it's not. Okay. I don't remember how it works, though. I just remember having that thought. Do you, Anna? I didn't play it. Oh, I thought you tried it. Mm -mm. Okay, all right. But that game is so cute and so hard, and it it ramps up in difficulty pretty fast because I was trying to like three star all of the levels and then got to this level where um, you have to stack a totem in a specific way and I don't see how you can do that in the allotted time because like just the slightest bit of nudge just makes the to- the totem just crumble to the ground but the, 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 the game is so cute because there's also a lot of background stuff going on like as you're um, th- there's a lady in the background that's crying because she's knocked over the totem and as you like stack it she gets happier and happier but then if you accidentally knock it knock it over she just has a complete meltdown <laughs> um, the cheerleader level also has like a pervert that's taking photos and you can like pick him up and move him 
which I don't <laughs> think that ties... That doesn't tie into the bonus objective, I don't think, but who knows if there's, like, secret levels or something where that stuff ties into. And also, um, I think Box Boy is in the background of some yes, of the levels. Yes, there were a bunch of people who, was, who were pointing that out. Yeah. I, I, there's also a Kirby level at some point that I haven't gotten to. And, yeah, that, that game is cute. And I pl- it's going to be, like, kind of like my nighttime chill-out sort of game. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. All right. Anybody um, else? I've I've been playing the uh, video game roulette of my. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, uh, taller meltdown. Um, the video game roulette that is my collection. So uh, I beat Criminal Girls uh, on the with the PC port. As far as the base game, I'm now in the post game doing grinding. Um, I restarted my save in Hollow Knight because I got thoroughly stuck late into the areas without some stuff I needed and just so I was like restart Uh, Overwatch is putting on their Halloween event so I've been messing with that and I've been playing more mobile gotcha games than you can shake a stick at which I found two of the mobile gotcha games are the same game but one has tutorials and graphic menus Whereas the other one is a little more basic and loads faster, so that was that was an interesting find. Seeing two games that were based literally the exact same game with two different names with those differences. All right. Oh, I, I killed. I killed. You it. did. I, <laughs> just, I don't have the the strength to care about gotcha games anymore. I'm so sorry. All right. So. Yeah. We are going to talk about Extra Life 2020. Yes, you should donate and help heal kids. Yes, so Extra Life 2020 is actually next week on November 6th. Oh, goodness, i got to pick what I'm playing. So, or sorry, November 7th. But we are actually going to do a full weekend of stuff. So Chris and I are taking off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and we will be streaming to some extent on all four days. Okay. And on top of that, we actually have other RP Gamer staffers that are also going to be streaming during Extra Life so that Chris and I can take breaks. Mm. And, and or naps. <laughs> yeah. So Chris is going to attempt to do 24 hours straight. Um, yeah. It won't be 24 hours straight on stream. Um, but And beyond that, uh, no, because you're going to get breaks. Oh, I'm going to get breaks? Yes. How does that work? Yeah, uh, there's a spreadsheet, I'll and go we look will. Spreadsheet. Yeah, and we will publish that schedule probably Friday morning. Can, yeah, can you publish it somewhere that I can link to people at work? Because um, they sponsored me, and they want to know when they can watch. Yes, me. so there will be some streaming on Thursday, probably 24 hours on Saturday. Probably by the time Chris is going to bed Sunday morning, I will be awake and will t- and will tap into stream. Why is the TV so bright? <laughs> I, I will probably joke. I <laughs> I will probably go to go to bed early Saturday night so that I can get up Sunday morning earlier Sunday morning and spell him because those last two hours are never good for him. Spell me? Yes. Like tap you out. C H R I S. No, as in take over for you, give you uh, a spell of rest. Okay. So I, I will. Term? I will a, maybe. Yeah, is that Canadian? Yeah. No, are you going to cover me in? Lot. Are you going to cover like me in maple syrup? Are you going to put syrup on me? No. Pour some syrup on me. No, Chris. No? Do not, this is, do not this is a weird fantasy, and we probably shouldn't be discussing this on the podcast. I, I was gonna I'm going to need a shower my if you put maple song. syrup on me. 
that's your sa- favorite song, Kelly? Pour some sugar on me. Yeah, favorite. I, song I thought you were into hard like metal rock. No, well, it's it started with Def Leppard. Okay. I don't know. I'm it's so, like I the thought, '80s divorcee anthem. <laughs> Every like, I, I thought fifty-year-old divorced woman gets on the stage and dances when that song gets played at somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And now, well, now I feel embarrassed, but <laughs> all right. So, yes, um, if you go to extra dash life um, dot org dot org slash team slash rp gamer just search for chris privateer and donate all your or money to that him. well rp gamer will take you to the team page oh, all right and we have multiple people participating in our team this year i think there's four four now sweet did noodle join or something noodle is on a different team oh, because she, she didn't think that we were going to be doing extra right, life this year too long that's all right yeah so donate to her if you want you can find find sarah mcgar Yep. Um, where is, uh, who's on our team? Let's find That's, out. That's, um, I'm looking at the RP Gamer, RP team, Gamer page. team Oh, Robert Albright, Ryan Radcliffe is the fourth person. So, yes. it's me, you, um, uh, Robert, who's right here on this podcast with us. Say hi. Hello. And then, uh, Ryan Radcliffe, who's been on this podcast. Yeah, he's Scar. Scar, yes. Where are the team participants? Oh, yeah, here we go, roster. So someone, oh wow, someone donated $100 to you, Chris. They did. He's a coworker. Oh, okay. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Sense. Help me get to 1000 folks. Yeah, so Chris and I both have donation goals of $1,000. Chris mm-hmm. is at 860 and I'm at 550 I think. Let me go back to our roster page. Yeah, I'm at 550 So donate to me because I'm, I'm, I'm the one that needs the money. Yeah. Everyone likes um, to donate to him. But, I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter who you donate to because this all goes 100% of everything that you donate goes to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And so you are donating for the kids. That's what we're raising money for, raising money for kids that are sick in hospitals and just... Uh, there's, it's really expensive to, do, to have a kid in a hospital, so we're raising money for that. So hopefully you can help. And or if you're Canadian in hospital, yes. <laughs> so, um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought now. Yeah, extra life. Um, extra life. Uh, if you can't Where donate, we look for updates. That is 100 percent fine. Where are you going to post the updated schedule? Hey, how about I finish what I'm saying? Okay. If you cannot donate monetarily, there is still lots of ways that you can help support it. Number one, tweet, Facebook, link people to it. Um, come show up to the streams on particularly on Saturday, November 7th. Um, just being part of our community and help spreading the awareness of what extra life is and that we're taking donations is incredibly helpful and just show up that that's pretty easy, right? Sorry. Now, what were you saying, Chris? Oh, where to find information? Um, 99% of the information on this is going to be done on our Twitter, which is at RP gamer. We'll probably do some to our Facebook and some to our Facebook group, which is RP Gamers. You can find our Facebook group by going to the RP Gamer Facebook page and then requesting to join. And I'll, I'll be doing my best to try and keep it up as updated as I can. <laughs> Obviously, I will also need sleep at some point during the weekends uh, since I'm taking some of the late shifts. Wow, Chris, you suck. I do. Your armor is broken. Well, it is now. <laughs> All right. If you're wondering what we're talking about, Chris is playing World of Warcraft while we're recording it the is, podcast. It looks more like one of my you Dark Soul runs. You can join us at 9 Pacific, noon Eastern, every Saturday morning, um, particularly next week, uh, where we stream at twitch.tv slash herpygamer. 
Chris isn't Maybe, really playing uh, WoW, as Vaughn points out. He's more playing a uh, corpse. Maybe on Extra Life Day we can do like a level one hogger raid. Oh, God. No, so traditionally, no traditionally during the podcast, we have had Chris play a Dark Souls game and host. Okay. So that he dies a lot. The last couple times I played Dark Souls 3 and in both both times I was dying in the same section of the game because I've never made it past that section of the game where I'm running around these rooftops before like the first major boss. So I could do that again, and I guarantee you I will make no further progress again. <laughs> or we can do something else, but I don't know what that something else would be. I, I had a couple people suggest that. Isn't that Blight Town? Huh? Or am I thinking of No, you're Earth. thinking of regular Dark Souls. This is Dark Souls 3. Oh. You could play Bloodborne. I, had a I actually know how to that. get through Dark uh, Blight Town in regular Dark Souls. I finished regular Dark Souls. I did cheat, but like I actually learned how to play as well. It was weird. Um, but Dark Souls three, I just have no skill and no ability to cheat because I have it on the console, and it just nope, <laughs> can't do it. So yeah, I I understand. I think I have a free copy of Bloodborne tagged to my PSN account, so I could do that. That sounds well. We'll talk about it in the next few days. All right. Um, Our question of this week, last uh, two weeks ago, uh, was we wanted people to suggest classes that we could play in Wild Classic. And Ryan, um, being the goober that he is, suggested Goblin. Thanks, Ryan. (laughs) That's not Goblin in Classic. I know that's the joke. All right. So our question of the week this week is: How do you pick a present for someone who's impossible to buy for? I want a new president. <laughs> um, in, no politics. No, sorry. In my case, if you have a husband that speaks Japanese, you just find him Japanese copies of his favorite games. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. You don't um, speak Japanese. Uh, Japanese Teach me Japanese. <laughs> oh, God. Do I have to buy you Japanese I'm lessons? Japanese. I think I'm learning Japanese. No, I'm really not. It's never going to happen. Uh, when I got Vaughn copies, Japanese copies of Pokemon Blue, he was like so happy he almost cried when he opened them. <laughs> he said it was the best Christmas present ever, and it's like, well, well, that's a gonna be a, a high, high bar, bar. clear next year. Yep. <laughs> oh. oh, but also, I, th- I think the very suggested. next year was when he got me my uh, Harvest Moon for Super Nintendo. So. <laughs> Anyway, um, are we ready for news? Yes. Beep, 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 beep. So we have a Trails of Cold Steel 4 review from our very own Anna. Hello. And a video review, too. Yeah, video review if you don't feel like reading. Um, Gave it a 5 out of 5. Rain offers many head pets as one of the pluses. (laughs) I had to explain that joke to one of the proofers of the review. Yes. Yes. Um, and I do agree the first story section is very slow. It's so sludgy. But it, as long as it's not as slow as Kingdom Hearts 2, I'm fine with that. Um, we've got a Hades review from Zach Webster. He also liked it, liked it giving it a 4.5 4. out of 5. People seem to like that game, and I need to play it. It's like a roguelike for people that are both good and bad at roguelikes, and it's really interesting how they do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm both good and bad at roguelikes, so it sounds like it's right up my alley. Um, 
also got a Fantasy of Expedition review, which looks like an interesting game from William Brownfield, but he gave that a 2 out of 5. Oh, it's so. got some problems. And it got a 2 out of 5. What is this, X-Play? Yeah. Sorry, uh, going way back. I here. didn't realize I had that kind of cadence. Um. Yeah, you can read his review. We've got a lot of reviews this week. We've also got a Noita review by Gabriel Malacasa. Um, they gave it a 3.5 out of 5 with a very interesting physics engine and all of that fun stuff. Um, we've got a Kingdoms of Amalur re-re-reckoning deep look from Javon Perkins. Um, apparently, <laughs> apparently it's still got bugs, including uh, game-breaking bugs. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's a deep look and not a review. <laughs> yeah, I I can see that. Um, I never played Kingdoms of Amalur. I was curious about the re-release, but now not so much. Um, you can see Javon Perkins' impression on the site. Um, we got a Dragon Quest tact impression from our very own Matt Mason, a.k.a. Platy M, who is the Dragon Quest guru. Um you can check that out. Uh, he says that it's very much like the Dragon Quest Wars title, which was um, on the DSi, and I played, and yeah, it was, wasn't very good. Um, but this mobile RPG has a lot more promise coming to it, so you can find out his impressions on that. Um, we've got a Pokemon Shield Isle of Armor DLC impression from Robert Sinclair, which um, butts right up against the uh, Ice, or Ice Crown Tundra. The Crown Tundra expansion that released last week. Um, go check that out. We've got a fe- special feature, Why Did You Date Me? Dragon Quest V edition by Sam Watcher, where we talk about each of the waifus in Dragon Quest V. You got Team Bianca, Team Deborah, and Team Nera. Um, I'm personally Team Bianca. I I think I might have gotten to the point where I had to choose a waifu and build out of that game. <laughs> Was that your five hour rule for that one? No, because it took it takes a lot longer than five hours to get there. Okay, which that's that's kind of a shame because that game actually really picks up after you got married, which is not a ringing endorsement, but still kind of fun. Um. We've also got an adventure corner with Alex Fuller with Robotics Notes Dash. Uh, sorry, I completely blanked. Um, That's the uh, Steinsgate follow-up, right? Yes. Yeah. The the Dash one is like the, the sort of smaller game that comes with Robotics Note. Oh. So it's also a visual novel, and it is, and it does come after Steins Gate, um, but it is not the main game. They did this with um, Steins, the Steins Gate release on Switch as well. And then fi- finally, for our editorial content, we've got a like Yakuza like a dragon localization interview with Scott Strichart from Alice, um, Alice for Alex for. Um, talking to the localization producer, talking about the changes for the series and what it took to uh, get this game localized. Um, very interesting interview. You can go check that out. And that is all of the editorial content. Now we've got news news. Um, um, Monster Sanctuary is launching for PC and consoles in, De- uh, 
December. This is a Metroidvania-style side-scrolling exploration game combined with Pokemon. What? Um, you can you can tame any monster in the game and add it to your party. You can hatch eggs. Um, you can feed monsters equipment to change their stats, and they each have their own skill tree. And yeah, this game looks very interesting. It's been on Steam Early Access since September 2019, and is going to be um, available digitally on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch, and PC for 20 bucks. And I'm probably going to check this game out because it looks very interesting. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for it or not. Not I. It, um, unfortunately, I've really gotten past the whole monster collecting thing. I I, I do find it interesting, um, but I, I just have t- too much on my plate anymore for something that level. I am always curious about non-Pokemon monster collecting stuff and how they approach it. Um, anyway, we've got uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla post-launch plans plans revealed, including the Season Pass. It's going to feature an exclusive quest and two expansions, The Legend of Beowulf and The Wrath of Druids. Um... I'm sorry, it's the Legend of Beowulf quest line, and then the first expansion, Wrath of Druids, and then the second expansion, Siege of Paris, and both of these are going to happen in um, 2021. Um, He's also got free content across the seasons, including um, settlement areas, Yule festivals, the River Raids game, and all sorts of new equipment and abilities. So if you're curious about Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC, there's your answer. I'm more interested in knowing if the game's any good. Why are they trying to sell us DLC already? It's not even out. Because uh, that's the nature of games and ooh. modern times. Um, uh, Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace was announced. This was by this is by Asmodee Digital. Um, it's a squad-based title set in the Lovecraftian universe that mixes exploration, investigation, and tactical combat. Um, it was previously announced under the Mansions of Madness, Mother's Embrace, but then got the Arkham Horror name. And it's going to release for the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch in 2021. And then the, the news I was very excited about last week, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light is going to be localized on the Switch. This is at, They are actually taking the NES game and localizing it and putting it on the Switch. And That's the, cool! The trailer for this was funny as hell to me because it showed uh, Marth and Smash Brothers Melee and kids going, I don't even know who that guy is. What, you've never heard of the Fire Emblem games? And it shows the Marth's trophy and it says Japan only until now and then launches into the trailer. Um not only for the, it's not only going to be localized, but it's going to have all sorts of new features, including the ability to rewind time, um, save states, uh, fast forward options. You know, to basically kind of mitigate the bone crushing difficulty that was this game. And they've also got a collector's edition that's coming out that it's going to include the digital code for the game, a replica NES game box with instruction booklet and game map, replica game pack art with game sleeve that's like clear, um, a hardcover art book, and a mini Nintendo Power collectible. And I love the Nintendo Power collectible. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) I want this collector's edition, and it sold out immediately on GameStop. So I'm how many did that they make? Gonna... Like three? 
I don't know. I'm hoping that it's going to show up again. I've been watching the Wario 64 Twitter account like a hawk. Um, you can watch uh, El Babinez. I always miss El B. Yeah, El Babinez. No, El Babins. I will send you it. L B A B I N Z. He normally focuses on mostly Canadian stuff, but mm-hmm. um, he'll do big, big, big American stuff as well. Yeah, I, I was on my work PC when this uh, went live, and then was in the middle of something. I was like, "Oh, I have plenty of time." Quick switch over to my home PC. I was like, "Oh, sold out." Yeah, I'm so mad. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of physical releases, we've got a Magical High School Girl physical release announced. This is for a game that is about a Magical High School Girl who's lost in a magical world with just her magical abilities to protect her. Um, The physical edition of this is going to include the standard edition of the Magical High School Girl game for Nintendo Switch with reversible cover, collector's box with with the magnetic latch, Hardcore hardcover art book, acrylic standee, back to school package, which I have no idea what that is, a sticker sheet, and a reversible poster. Oh, the back to school package has like your school uh, school ID and handbook. Oh, this is the first I've actually heard of this game. Yeah, I don't know of it either. I, it sounds very. It's exactly what it's on the ten. <laughs> Um, we've also got a sequel to My Time at Portia announced. This is called My Time at Sandrock and has a Kickstarter campaign underway. Um, it's going to be released for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch in 2022. Um, the Kickstarter <sighs> campaign is aiming to raise uh, $100,000. Um, I'm I'm a little annoyed at this because My Time at Portia on Switch still isn't super playable. It's still got a lot of problems. Yeah. And so it's like they're already moving on to another game and they kind of haven't finished the one they already have out. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they were trying to fix it so much. It's like, let's just release a new game. They added time rewinding to the Fire Emblem game. I'm still on the Fire Emblem game. Sorry. I said that. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it it has it, it's like the old game except on uh, they added in not they only added the added baby mode. <laughs> they added in um time rewinding and quick save quick load. Yeah, I said all that, Chris. Is it got permadeath? Yes. You don't use yes. all that. Yeah. Yes. That's why of they, that's why they put in save states and rewinding. Yeah. You, and oh, Chris. In a game at this point, you probably couldn't even recruit enough people to finish the game if you let them die. Ugh. Oh, and, and one note to all you people that are all physical only or no buy. Mm-hmm. I imagine that Nintendo's going to look at this localization and see if it does well and maybe localize other uh, stuck in Japan Nintendo it's games. It's already you sold want. out physically, Kelly. What more do you want from them? Uh, it's going to be $7.99 digitally and it's 5 bucks if you pre order it. So. And the. Collector's edition is fifty bucks. So no, I yeah. mean it's sold out physically. So the physical yeah, but are no buy that, folks. That doesn't mean that everybody who is no physical no buy got an opportunity to buy it. Sure. But also it doesn't even come with a card, it just had a code for the digital download. Oh, wait, I thought it has a cartridge. Yeah, a no. NES replica cartridge. But you can't use it? No, it's a replica. Yeah. Oh come on. The technology to do this exists quite easily. Yeah, and I can imagine work. that if they put if they actually like flashed a ROM to that, it would increase the cost of that by another fifty bucks. 
My whole point is that there was a lot of salt on the, the announcement for this. Wait, like, the, one, go the game's ahead. eight bucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be like fifteen. No, no. Seven ninety nine regular price, and it's like thirty dollars. It's yeah. six dollars right now. Yeah, well, and it's six bucks right now if you pre-order it. But but yeah, all I'm saying is that you know if if you're interested in other things being localized by Nintendo, you realize you, you might don't actually want to play this, right? Oh, I do. No, you don't. I, this is old. This is like WoW Classic. You don't yes. actually want this. I played all of the old Fire Emblem games that had permadeath. But this is also on an NES. The UI yeah. experience is not great. Um, they've tidied it up a little. Yeah. Uh, goodness. They cleaned up the, the combat on level three? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> they've tightened the tightened combat, the on, combat level on level three. Three. All right, good. We're good anyway. to go. Everyone's good. Anyway, um, Chris, you ruined my whole train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you talking about? Uh, oh, well, I was talking about my time at Porsche. Now I'm talking about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night heading to iOS and Android. Wait, what? Is yeah. it really? Oh, so I could put. Not only can I play Bloodstain during Extra Life, I can play it. Oh wait, no, I confused Bloodstained with um, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. I'm sorry. Never yeah, mind. No. This is the Metroidvania okay. Metroid. Question: Will this be better or worse than the Switch version? I can imagine worse. I. I mean, I, iOS devices, modern iOS devices, are much more powerful than the Switch. I, I guess. I, I suppose that if you play it on a tablet and just pair a controller, it could play pretty good. I wonder. Um, the I, iOS and Android versions will include mobile optimized controls, a revamped UI, and a new achievement system. So if you missed out on that, you can buy it on mobile. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is adding a new card game mode, which is in a free update that launched um, last week. The update adds a collectible card game called Card Warriors. Is this the same as the Switch card game that already exists? I'm not sure. Um, You construct a deck of 25 cards with a special 5-card SP deck. Um, It looks basically like Magic the Gathering, but with Dragon Ball characters. Um, This is along with the base game itself, which is the action RPG starring Kakarot. So, if you wanted card battling in your DBZ, here you go. Um, Cthulhu Saves Christmas is going to get console releases thanks to uh, limited run games. Um, It's going to be available for PlayStation 5. And it's available for Switch digitally now. Yeah. With pre-orders coming soon. The physical games are going to be... Released or not released, uh, available for pre-order on November 6th. Get it. Do my relationship. Um, and then, and then surprise that, uh, or in a news that surprises no one, Cyberpunk 2027 delayed until December. <laughs> um, which Apparently I, they've been getting death threats over it. Yeah, but... What a weird thing to do. If you don't release your game now, I'll kill you. So okay, we're going to but... distract you for not releasing the game. We're going to complain because you're making employees crunch. And then we're going to complain that it's not out yet. Is anybody happy about Cyberpunk? Because I, I have a feeling that nobody's happy about Cyberpunk. Not the developers, not the customers, not the consumers, not the... I don't know. I'm running out of things to say. But no one's happy. Oh, different crowds have different opinions. And they're all unhappy. I'll say this: I was certainly more curious about this than The Witcher, and that's saying a lot for me. Yeah. 
but um, but yeah, it's going to be delayed till December tenth. Um, hopefully, it won't get delayed again. We will see. And happier news: uh, Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town got announced. Oh! And um, by the way, a lot of this Nintendo announcements was during like their last mini, um, partner showcase direct of the year. Uh, yeah, no more Nintendo directs for the rest of the year. <gasps> Boom. I thought it was just partner directs. I thought they said this will be our last direct of the year. I honestly don't know. Huh. To the video! Does it matter? Yeah, it's a big but, deal. Why? But, because people wanted a big direct. About? Whatever. They wanted a big direct going into the holiday season, announcing a game not coming out during the holiday season? Yeah, I guess so. Or did they want a surprise last-minute Mario game to come out b- before Christmas? I'm not sure people thought through what they want on I know. So hang on. (laughs) Our last partner showcase of the year. Yeah. It could be first party stuff, but okay. So, yeah, there could be a bigger direct. And just listen to the video like three times. Or even a mini direct. Who knows? Oh, boy. Um, Anyway, Story of Seasons um, sends the player to Olive Town. Wait, are we allowed to cover Story of Seasons on this podcast? Yes. Okay. I don't know. We got the um, Natsume sponsorship. We got a. <laughs> We're not sponsored. <laughs> you get to restore your grandfather's four. I Can we talk oh. about the good-looking one instead? Is that part of this direct? <laughs> no, because that was only in the Japanese direct. Oh, boo! Rune Factory Five got announced. And it looks way. No, cooler. it didn't get announced. Whatever. It got a Japanese it, release date. Oh well, it still looks way better. Sure. Okay, anyway, Story Seasons, uh, Friends of Bubble Cows. The cows have <laughs> bells on their tail. They're really cute. And yeah. you shave an alpaca, and then you can chop trees in a totally innovative way that no <laughs> Harvest Moon-like game has ever done before. Um, apparently, um, apparently the games are all copying each other, so... Which also, auto, yeah, which is a good thing for end users, but like it, it's it like very clear. It is a good thing, but I'm also kind of concerned because I think if we're going to have a really strong farming genre, each of the games need to do their own thing. Well, Rune Factory is doing its own thing. Yeah, and I think that's really good. I think that we need more farming games that are not trying to clone each yeah. other. We need more games where you can date your own sheep. Ma- <laughs> do you do you do you think that like Stardew Valley kind of made them rethink their whole approach a um, little bit? Uh, the the new Story of Seasons has like Stardew Valley sprinklers in it. Yeah, yeah it has some. It, uh, a friend of mine, and I won't say who, just to absolve them of any blame for this. Um, messaged me after they watched the Nintendo Direct and were like, I was picking out all of the things that they took from Light of Hope. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, uh, yeah, uh, there is always going to be some overlap. These things are obvious things to improve upon, though. Right. I'm just going to (laughs) say. It's... Also, Stardew did it all. So, like, just copy I mean, Stardew, folks. <laughs> there, no. There's only so much innovation you can do. In a farming to, game? Yeah. In a farming game. I, I would it. just like to see both Story of Seasons and Harvest Moon catch up to Stardew and then start surpassing. It's really weird hearing Chris critique this, genre, this genre because he hates these games. <laughs> I want to play that that Rune Factory one though. That looks cool. You know, I, wanna... I have Rune Factory Four no, Switch. No, I don't want that one. I want the one they Why showed not? because it does. The, I've tried three and it's not that interesting to me. Yeah, Four's but not you... that different. Uh, 
it is, but okay. I don't get to date animal people in four. Mm, You actually do. Oh, okay. There's a horse guy. Oh, right. And a a butterfly girl. Right. And a puppeteer. Right. You are the animal person in three. Is that how it is? Like... I just like and that weirdness. You can date a dragon. Like, I don't I'm gonna beat you up and then go out with you. <laughs> like what is going on in these games? Anyway, like what, what is Why um, are farming games about dating anyway? Can someone um, explain that to me? Wadasan. Wadasan. Okay. I mean that's kind of the answer. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah, the fourth guy is a fox. No, no. So yeah. forget your foxy guy. Um <laughs> what about the 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 Rune Factory five that looked interesting? Um because this dude picked up a pumpkin bigger than his head, and then in the next scene was killing enemies with swords, which is not what happens in the other farming games. Yes, it is. Which is it is in well, Rune Factory. Yes, games. but like the way it looked here was like Atelier or something. And yeah, it was like, whoa, this looks like way three D character action now, and it looks modern and I mean, not old. It and is. So this might be okay. It's like two and a half D. Mm-hmm. No, in- it was three D. That was in, um, 3D. No, 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 no. In Rune Factory Four, oh. it's two and a half D. I guess there was Rune Factory, what, Tides of Darkness or whatever? Tides of Destiny. Or Oceans, if you're European. Whatever. And that was totally 3D. That was totally 3D. Mm -hmm. But you didn't like it. Um, It's fine. Yeah. It's it's weird Uh because of the way that the story works. (laughs) It's fine. Uh It was also a very slow burn. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that if I, I think I five-hour rolled it, it was before I worked at Natsume, so... I felt no particular need to play it. I mean, so. the the and the thing that depresses me is like one of the best Rune Factory games, or at least the one that has one of the better stories, is Rune Factory Frontiers, which was published by Exceed. But it's really buggy. It's like uh-huh. this really awesome localization, and the gameplay is just. Pfft. Yep. So I just uh, I want farming games that aren't buggy and have good stories. I don't so think Stardew the, Valley. I don't think, other than Stardew Valley, anyone has the amount of time to do that level of work on this farming game. <laughs> but I, I still If Natsume really started hiring some folks. <laughs> like a lot of folks. Yeah, at least they aren't buggy. To, get the, get the Call of Duty cast, uh, QAers when they're not busy. What? I don't know. I'm the, trying to think of people who can contract QA for Harvest these. Harvest Moon games aren't buggy. Harvest Moon games aren't buggy? No. Okay. Well, never mind then. I thought that's what you I wanted. I honestly thought it kind of peaked at Friends of Mineral Town for me, but... That's fine. Wait a second. I played that 3D one you guys put out. That was buggy as all get out. What? The Minecrafty looking one? That thing was buggy. Yeah, it got fixed. Eh, tell me it's not buggy. Lying to me. Liar. I was actually surprised how unbuggy Light of Hope was. Not Light of Hope, the, I know. the other one. Yeah, you're talking about Lost Valley. That, that was one. four games ago. Yeah, and I, oh, I don't feel like you've changed that much since then. Okay. Oh, why anyway, am I doing this? I'm sorry. What's uh, going on? Speaking of games that that really needed sequels, and I'm being 100% serious, um, Bravely Default 2 is set to launch in February, and apparently they took a lot of the feedback from the demo to heart, and it's going to add difficulty sliders and um, 
like different control things. Yeah. So what they did is um, after the release date got announced, they put out a video, like a six or seven minute video that was like, all right, guys, here's how your feedback broke down. You really liked the music. You liked the world. You liked the characters. You didn't like the combat or the difficulty. And it was great because um, there was like, what was the thing you liked the most? And 22% of people said nothing. <laughs> I think they said they liked the battle system, but they didn't like the difficulty or the way that the presentation was. During yeah, the battle so screens. like they're. Well, I don't know. We were watching the Japanese state, version. Though, originally, that the demo's difficulty was yeah. going to be higher. Yeah. Than yes, the they did, but still, release. people didn't like it. But yeah. also, it was really freaking hard. Really hard. It, it was really freaking hard. I played it. Like uh, there was one comment in the feedback that was like, "Even a goblin could kill me." Yeah. And, like, that was 100% true. They tuned, and I get why they did the, the difficulty that way, but they tuned it too high. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it they're really adding casual mode. So, that's all you need to know. They're going to have a casual mode. Anna can play the game now. Yay! Because oh, my, fav- my favorite thing about Bravely Default was, like, being able to slide the difficulty and being able to turn off encounters because once you leveled the 99, there was no reason for encounters. Did they, did they say that Except those things money. are going to be slidable and selectable during the game, or is it a choice up front? No, um, so Bravely Second had um, sliders for, like, how much the encounter rate you wanted, uh, all the way down to zero. And I think I'm all the way up to 200%. Yeah, I know. I'm wondering if this game will do the same or not. I assume since they put it in the last game, it will be in this game, although they have not explicitly said either way. All they did Is that was a better show answer a for you? Where you could choose difficulty, and I'm a little concerned that they didn't say it'll work the same as it worked in the last games. Well, you wa- you looked at that screen in Japanese. Yeah, you're right. But um, they have a release date now. It's going to be released worldwide on February 26, 2021. Oh. And- Boy, the first like quarter of the year is going to be packed. No, oh, half those things games. will be delayed. You know how this works. Mm, it just looks that way now. I, I, but most of the games that are scheduled in January, February, March are things that were pushed no. out of this year. Let me let me explain to you what's going to happen. Cyberpunk will be Excuse pushed me? to February. Are, are you about to mansplain? Yeah. Fi- Cyberpunk will be pushed to February, and everyone will delay to get out of the way of Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play Cyberpunk during Christmas break. Because that seems to be what everyone wants to do. Let's delay because Cyberpunk. Yeah, oh, so wait. We delayed, we delayed. Cyberpunk has already slipped past our original release date twice now. We could have released. Oh, no. Now so what? <laughs> he, what Chris is slyly trying to reference is Path of Exiles. Basically, well, literally put out an announcement that said, now. hey, um... <laughs> We we were supposed to release on December fourth, and that's now a day after um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is coming out. So we're pushing into January, and they haven't even given a specific date this time. But yeah, you're right. I think this is the second time that they've pushed for Cyberpunk. They had to push for other reasons, at least, if not for Cyberpunk. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I feel like it's becoming a bit of a meme to re- to delay your game because of Cyberpunk. <laughs> Well, Path of Exile, um, I, Riker um, did a video about this because he follows that genre. Hey, everybody, Joey this is such. Riker. <laughs> Sorry, I love his and intros. I love his intros. <laughs> I, I, he, 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 his videos, I, I just, I, he has a really good voice for yeah. it, and I just love listening to his news. It's really yeah. good. But um, apparently, 
you know, so POE put out their statement. They got a lot of flack, and basically their head guy came out and really gave a breakdown. Like, when they had an expansion for POE release right after WoW Classic, they had a huge drop in people playing. And yeah, they get that not everyone who's going to play their game play is going to play this or that or yeah. Cyberpunk or whatever. There are some games that you just know that overlaps high. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what they found out when WoW, with the WoW Classic release. So, so hardcore PC gamers, you mean, is what you're saying. <laughs> the, the only people that Path of Exile appeals to. People who can look at that ch- that talent chart and not be intimidated. <laughs> I feel targeted here. Well, <laughs> I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, they, Jonathan. Well, even in the statement that PO, uh, the exec put out from POE, he's even stated some of our developers will be playing Cyberpunk. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Instead like, of working on the game like they're supposed to be, is what he should yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> so, so they know that, especially right after a new release for an expansion for POE, they need all hands on deck. So yeah. they're, it makes sense for them to delay it. because it, Well, they're also a privileged company that can make this sort of choice. Like, they don't have to meet a shareholder deadline or anything, right? So um, it's nice to be able to do that. And no, but they nice are owned by China. Do it. Huh? Aren't they owned by China or Korea? Oh, no, they're okay. a separate I mean, company is, in Australia, right? Uh, New Zealand. No, New Zealand, sorry. No, no, they're they're owned by another company. Oh, no. Oh, they did they sell out? Oh, no. Yeah, Tencent yeah. bought them out, like, last year ah, or a year before. Of course they did. Well, never mind. Forget what I said. I don't know why Ten Cent's letting them get away with it. Because oh, they're still autonomous. They're, they actually have full autonomy. Oh, okay. All right, grinding gear games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, well, you thought he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're right. In two thousand in tw- May twenty eighteen, they were acquired by Ten Cent. But yeah, I mean that's the thing is Ten Cent. If they when they acquire a company, it's just like we don't care what to do. We do whatever. No, no, they uh, the, they're gonna buy the TikTok and and own all Americans' private info, Anna. Oh wait, no, that's Epic Game Store. Sorry, that's why we can't use Epic Game Store. They own the Epic Game because Store. it's owned by China. Oh, sorry, no, politics again. Politics. Moving on. Uh, I'm just thinking about Huawei. the game overlap and the snarky mess- Discord message about the people in WoW Classic being like, if you disappear from WoW Classic, we know you're going to be playing Shadowlands, so you're going to be banned from our guild. <laughs> And just making me what wonder if they're how playing often Cyberpunk instead. With, yeah, with other. <laughs> well, they're not pieces. on their Blizzard ID while they're doing oh, that. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why you turn yourself online like, or offline like I do. No, you have to be online to maintain guild membership, Kelly. We have to know yeah. where you are at all time. Also, you need to wear this tracking device so that we can get you on online for a raid. Yeah, no. If you're not gonna pull the whole jealous boyfriend thing with me over WoW, yeah, that's that's a sign. Anna and I, no, Anna knew what she was doing. I, I experienced a little bit of that from a guild and said no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. um, well, if you're not gonna be playing Cyberpunk in December, then you should be playing Haven which is going to launch in December on December 3rd. And this is the game where you're controlling a pair of lovers who have escaped their escaped a planet in their attempt to stay together. And it's a very cute and sweet RPG. So me and Chris were talking about this this morning when we were watching the trailer. And I kind of like, you know, leaned forward on my desk and I'm like, Chris, I was so excited about this game. And I have just 
completely lost interest in it. <laughs> it took too long to come I don't, out. I don't think we've... We I think we're at the point so where we don't fun. care about any additional media until it's out. Period. That's for sure. But I, I think we could rekindle our interest because it's still a co-op experience that seems pretty cute that we could enjoy, right? Well, I guess I know what I'm buying you for Christmas. Why? I, I don't want that. I, I can just think of like, well, what, what's going to happen when like, the couple gets in a fight and still has to you know, yeah, you fight guys, together. Nice you can play a lot of these games. Me and my wife play games together. It's like marital problems are happening. Yeah, <laughs> I, I refuse to play fighting games with my wife. Oh God, Anna refuses to play fighting games with real, me, especially yeah. if I start wiping the floor with her. Yep, I will not play a fighting game with my wife ever again. And I love my wife. Anna won't even play Yoshi games with me because I throw her in the you lava. You throw me in the lava. <laughs> Um, what am I Vaughn. supposed to do? No, he's just honoring the Yoshi. Yeah, <laughs> honor the sacrifice of the Yoshi. Commit it to the lava gods. <laughs> Vaughn even thinks I'm scary just watching me play games, much much less like trying to play something cooperative. Do you know what's the f- best thing to watch? Watch Anna play Destiny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, I got a headshot! Ah! <laughs> every time. It's so amazing. <laughs> the the hype is real every time she does well. I, I, I panic when I play shooters. <laughs> oh, I got a headshot! <laughs> Yeah, Vaughn's right. Don't be around me when I'm playing Mega Man. I get very angry very quickly. Oh, yeah. um, what I don't get angry is playing Hyrule Warriors because uh, they unleashed the Divine Beast demo, which I played and Tam or Robert played. It was awesome. And if you like your Muso games, then you can check that out. The demo covers the entire first chapter, and your save data will transfer to the full game when it releases on November twentieth. I'm still in and, the first battle. <laughs> Um, I love it when games do that, and it kind of sets you off at just the right point where it's like, oh, God, I want more. Yeah, that's why uh, I've stopped playing demos, especially for games that I know I'm going to want to play. Is All I'm doing mm-hmm. is setting myself up for, like, stupid cliffhanger. I like when the demos, like, give you bonus items to carry over in the main game and are self-contained, mm-hmm. like that first that, Bravely Default demo. That's pretty cool, um, but I'm with Anna. that She's kind of touching on my... Reluctance to play some of these games in early access, same kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no. I, I like being able to just kind of do the tutorial and the demo, and then when I get the game, don't have to worry about the tutorial, and I can just jump in. Speaking Although, of things that we avoided in early access, Jonathan, did you ever play Hades? Nope. I oh, have okay. not played Hades. Okay. You should try that if you're interested at all. Really oh, good. and Vaughn's <laughs> also saying that I was scary when I was playing Sonic in the Black Knight. Well, that was actually Sonic. No one Sonic should have in- to play that. So that was Sonic in the Secret Rings, and my first mistake was booting up Sonic in the Secret yeah, Rings. Yeah, no, that's fair too. <laughs> Can we just make Sonic an anime-only character and be done with these games, please? Other than I, like, I, uh, no, other than I the want, more the 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 one that was on Switch. What was that? I want Mania. Yeah, Sonic Mania Two, two. Sonic Hysteria. Yeah. yeah. All right, Hades uh, was on my wish list, and it's on sale, so I just bought it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> also, while we're talking about old games, there's a new Game Boy game coming out in January. Okay, uh, that wasn't a meme. I've I've been like trying to figure out is this actually legit? Dragonborn yeah. or whatever. It looks like Dragon Link to Born. the Past graphics, and then you get into battle, and it's like hyper realistic, dark, gothic artwork. It's like, what is going on in this thing? <laughs> 
But yeah, it's um, Dragonborn, done by Spacebot Interactive. It is going to come out in January 2021. Um, you can pre-order physical copies for, um, what, 42 euro from now until November 30th. And it's actually going to come on a card compatible for Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. If you don't want a physical copy, you can also buy the ROM version for 12 euro. Um, turn-based RPG built in GB Studio, and we've got a trailer. It looks very much like a Game Boy game, and the game is going to have six to seven hours worth of content with mini-quest puzzles, armor and weapon upgrades, and multiple endings. And the game actually... See, you're getting a Legend of Zelda feel. I'm getting a Saga feel. Huh. Well, so did Anna. But yeah, I'm like, this is, is Final Fantasy Adventure, except it's turn-based. Yeah. I think the graphics and the text remind me of, of Link's Awakening, but like mm-hmm. then there's turn-based combat, which is not like either Saga or Link's Awakening. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> it is like the Saga, not the Final Fantasy Adventure. You're right. So, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, They're also the Game Boy menu. games. They look like garbage. Don't play them. The battle menu is also right out of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. This might be an amazing game, by the way. I just don't know the trailer, the beeps and boops of that trailer. Game Boy music can be really good. This one wasn't hitting it for me. I'll just say that, yeah. and I had to turn it off. <laughs> and then, fin- finally, for news, um, Final Fantasy 16 website um, debuts and has Clive. About the, <laughs> His the, name is oh. Clive. The world and the main characters, and I like how they're tackling the summons in this game because they are. Hey, the dude's name is Clive. Why are we skipping over that? Oh, it's because Clive. I thought the summons thing was interesting. <laughs> All right, what's it, up with the summons? And this, the summons are called icons, and like one person has the power to control them, and sometimes the person is like revered as like royalty, and sometimes they're like shunned for being the icons and the game starts when you find out that your brother joseph is the icon of fire or no is the dominant of the phoenix mm-hmm. which is what happened in that one cutscene right. or that scene in the trailer and it's after finding out all this information the trailer made much more sense because they also had the um icon for shiva and titan at the beginning and uh, fighting them, and it's like the, the dominant has summoned their icon. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So I, you need to right click on the icon and select delete. Well, yeah. interestingly enough, um, the terminology calling them icons, obviously, that's you know, Yoshida actually does use that in Final Fantasy fourteen, and that is one of the biggest hype things across my field of references for people right now is you know because they were a lot of times saying oh no he's not involved he's not involved he's the producer not the director only the producer i like how they specifically said that but um yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so this definitely has a ton of hype right now I'm certainly going to be saving up for a PS4 when or, or PS5 when this gets a release date. Yeah, which I'm is going to be like three it. years from now, and we're all going to be tired of it. Like, oh yeah, that's out finally. Yeah. As long as they do not do the whole let's launch an anime and let's launch a beat 'em up and. Uh, yeah, I hope they don't do the same thing they did with 15. But oh, with I, the turnover at Square Enix, none of those people made those decisions are there anymore. At this point. <laughs> okay. Oof. 
a little too real. Like, Sorry. Let, let the game get popular and then expand on it, not the other way around. That's all I'm saying. But I can't wait for that. Um, as far as Kickstarter news, we got a Kickstarter check-in for Romancelvania. Um, this this trailer had me in stitches this morning because it is a met. How do I describe it? A Metroidvania. That's also like a dating sim. I want to say. Oh, Romancelvania. Like, yeah, Romancelvania. Yes. Um, you're going to be rebuilding Drax's castle. You're going to be recruiting the most eligible monsters from all over Transylvania. You're going to get to um, mate your weapons to form new weapons, which, you know, putting two swords in a bed is what they showed. Um, <laughs> this is definitely this is definitely going to be an M-rated game because some of the stuff in this trailer was very saucy. There's, uh, there's actually another uh, adult... I've, I've seen it th- on Steam a few times pop through my recommendations um, for another adult-themed Metroidvania. But this one looks amusing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was particularly amused by the pumpkin with pumpkin boobs. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was funny. <laughs> And yeah, right now they're looking for um, two hundred two hundred thousand in funding. Um, those who pledge at least twenty nine dollars will receive a digital copy of the game. It is being developed for PC, PS four, PS five, and Switch, and is currently expected to launch in twenty twenty two. And they're going to have a physical run with limited run games. I personally yes, and for once, wanna- someone announced a physical run with limited run games, and they're actually coming out with limited run games. Yeah. This mean? this was a problem for a while in Kickstarters, where <laughs> um, Kickstarters were promising physical games and they were hinting that it was going to be LRG, mm. and LRG repeatedly had to come out and say, "We're not with them." Mm. <laughs> they haven't worked out anything with us yet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's it's nice that LRG has got that kind of clout that people can pretend to be with them. <laughs> I guess. Um, and then RP Gamer is doing a Battle Hunters giveaway. Um, we are giving away 10 Steam codes for the game Battle Hunters to lucky readers. To enter the contest, you will need to log in to the Gleam widget and visit the game Steam page. Follow RP Gamer on Twitter, visit RP Gamer's Facebook page and YouTube channel, and or retweet our giveaway announcement. And you can get um, lots of tickets. There are 72 total entries. So you have a good chance of getting it, so go for it. Yeah. Um, We've got the information about this on the RP Gamer website. And that is all the main news. Now we are getting into the briefs. Boxers. Panties. Boxers. No, we're not doing this anymore. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Leggings. Leggings. Jeggings. Um, The Bless Unleashed clothes. Sorry, Bless Unleashed PC closed beta has been announced for um, November fourth, twenty twenty. This is a free to play free to play RPG RPG with both free to play features, PvP and PVE gameplay. Initially released for the Xbox One in March twenty twenty. Um, I'm done with free to play RPGs for the time being. Um, Ezra Lang Crosswave is going to be docking on Switch in February. This is the uh, Battleship Waifu game. Uh, um, the uh, Switch version is releasing in February 2021. Uh, More waifus than you can shake a stick at. 
No, sh- no shake can, a no, bottle of champagne at. Mm-hmm. Um, sword art, sword art online, Alicization? Alicization. Alex has done this for us before, and now I forget it. Sort on uh, online Alicization Lazarus free trial version released. Um, the trial version is available on PS4 and Xbox One and lets players access the first chapter of the game. Um, you'll be able to pick up where you left off when you purchase the full game, but the free trial has limits including single player only, a max level of 20, and no downloading or uploading of player avatars. Um, Alicization Lazarus is loosely based on the main light novel and anime series with the Alicization story arc. I don't follow Sword Art online, so I have no idea. Is it even um, a good show? I couldn't get into it. Right. it it's like I watched this already when Dot Hack did it t- like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Battle Hunters, it's going to get a November launch date uh, November wasn't 5th, there, 2020. Wasn't there an old PlayStation game called Battle Hunters? Yeah, it was a kind of a crappy late release. Um, strategy game this has a player see this has players controlling squads of three members selected from a roster of 28 potential heroes recruited with real-time combat as players go on a journey to save the kingdom it was originally launched on ios last year Um, we've got new information and images coming out for disgaea 6 it looks like this is going to be um the first one with actually like 3d character models because up until now it was just sprites which looks cool um it's the screen's introduced to two major characters uh one of them is magellan a sorceress and headmaster of the magic academy the other is chunson idol the king of the human world and the richest person in the world um story's going to involve a calamity known as the God of Destruction and, yeah, Disgaea. And the game is supposed to come out, uh, when is it? For Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 in Japan on January 28th, 2021, and then sometime in summer for the English release. Okay, so it is coming out on Sony. Yeah. Um, we got the Darkest Dungeon 2 Early Access version releasing in 2021. This is the sequel to that um, roguelike Darkest Dungeon where you can um, have to manage people's sanity and stuff. The Early Access version is going to come in 2021 and avail- be available through the Epic Game Store. Um, Shores Unknown is getting a February 2021 Early Access release. This is a gridless tactical RPG Um, they don't know how long it's going to take to be in early access, but it's going to be fully released for the PC and Nintendo Switch. We've got Seven Nights the Time Wanderer getting a November release date. That is coming out on November 5th, 2020 on the Nintendo Switch through the eShop. Um, this is based off of a mobile title, Seven Nights, and it's going to tell a different story. I and no gotcha. It's just a and, standalone and, purchase. And no gotcha. Um, the Switch version of Baroque is going to be hitting Japan in November. This is the, the. This was confusing. This is the remake of the Sega Saturn version, which was released in Japan in 1998. There was also like 
a re-release for the Wii and PlayStation 2, but that like changed up the gameplay to a third-person perspective. But this is maintaining the first-person perspective of the Saturn version. And I've also heard that this game is really hard and really unapproachable. Yeah, the I think we ended up trading around the Wii version for review for like a while. <laughs> yeah. And then the next generation of Destiny 2, it's on its way. Um, dedicated next generation versions is going to be for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X on November or December 8th. Players who have already purchased Destiny 2 on PS4 or Xbox One can upgrade for free. Um, the next generation improvements are going to be faster load times and cross generation play. Destiny 2 is also going to run for 4K on the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. So, free upgrades there. Um, Young Souls is getting a 2021 release window. This is the. Sorry. You, you sound very bored by this game. No, I'm upset because I played it at PAX last year and it was amazing and it was supposed to come out by the end of 2019. And not only is it getting pushed to 2021, it's going to be a Stadia exclusive to start. So, and we're yeah, still assuming Stadia will be around by then. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite part of the whole thing is, uh, what are the odds on that? It is a narrative-driven beat-em-up RPG that follows twin siblings on their adventures to try and save the world. Yeah, Apparently very fun, but going to have to wait. Yeah, so like it's kind of a cross between um, River City Ransom and Zelda. Ah, uh, It looks amazing. And then uh, the game Erratus is going to have DLC that summons the Wrath of the Necromancer. This is, um, I haven't even heard of the base game of this Erratus. It's a roguelike Erratus Lord of the Dead. And the new content is going to include a sixth floor for the Necromancer to make his way through. And out of the crypt, um, as well as new Reaper and Abomination craftable unit types. The DLC is going to be fourteen ninety nine by itself, or as part of the forty seven ninety seven Necromancer edition of the game, which includes the DLC and supporter pack. Um, Eratus Order of the Dead released fully on April on PC of April this year, and players can assume control of a Necromancer who seeks to escape his dungeon prison. Um, we had a RP gamer impression of the early access version of this, so you can go check that out. And then Wildermyth Early Access is going to add a new story campaign. Um, this is part of Steam Early Access, and the new campaign is going to be called Iluna and the Moth, which features a more structured approach than the previous campaigns and taking over a shorter period of in-game time. This is a character-driven gener- a character-driven tactical RPG that takes inspiration from Dungeons and & Dragons and XCOM. Um, the early access version is priced at twenty dollars on for PC and Mac on Steam. Uh, <clears throat> more early access news: Tim Tim is coming to PS Five early access in December. This made Chris really salty because mm. it should be on PS Four as well. PS Four doesn't have an early access. Yeah, program. that was the weird part. Yeah. yeah. Um, the early access release. Um, is available to all those who pre-ordered the game and features cross-play with the Steam Early Access version and will include four of the game's six islands. This is the Pokemon kind of, I want to say clone, Pokemon-inspired game. 
uh, has parties of six Tim Tim facing off. Um, you can also buy and decorate your own house and is planned for release on Xbox Series X and Switch. I am curious about this game, but only the full release because I don't do early access. So, the Griftlands is coming to Switch, which is a post-apocalyptic deck-like, roguelike deck-building RPG that's coming in the summer of 2021. It's set in a harsh sci-fi world. Harsh sci-fi. Harsh. Harsh. And then we kind of touched on this earlier. Rune Factory is launching in Japan in May. This is Rune Factory 5. It's going to come out and switch in Japan on May 20th, 2021. Um, They put out new media and details about the game. Uh, This is the one that... This is the Harvest Moon spinoff that combines combat and farming. So kind of like a proto-Stardew Valley. And we've got like more information... uh, trailer and more information about the main protagonists and characters and bachelorettes and all that fun stuff um <clears throat> also found out that warhammer warhammer chaos bane is going to get next generation console versions for the ps5 and xbox series x that is going to come out on november 12th 2020 and the uh playstation or the November 19th in Europe and is going to include all DLC packs released for the game thus far. This looks like a Diablo-like game in the Warhammer universe. Gaspain? Yeah. Um, It's already released for PS4 and Xbox One. And then finally, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack is releasing in December. RPG Um, drum games! Yeah, roll so RDG, this, roll dumbing games, roll drumming games. RDG, uh, yes, yeah. roll roll drumming games. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, this is going to launch for Nintendo Switch on December third, and is going to include ports of the first two RPG adventure games in the Taiko no Tatsujin series. Um, Taiko Drum Master. Taiko Drum Master. These these two were released for the 3DS only in Japan, so it's a remake of those. Um, the pack is going to be available digitally with both games available to purchase separately, and the mm-hmm. games are compatible with the Tai Tai Taito Drum Master drum controller, but it's not required. Is that Japan only, right? That controller? I think so. Yeah. Um, you'll have over a hundred songs to drum along to and annoy the crap out of your roommates and or husband. <laughs> and that is all of the briefs. Yay! That was a lot of brief news. That was a lot, Kelly. Thank you. Yes, my throat is very dry, but I got through it. <laughs> Had to take some some drink breaks in there, eh? Yeah, uh, were they audible? Nah. <laughs> okay, good. All right, but we if got... you would like to listen to audiobooks in your own home, we recommend our sponsor, Audible. No, no. I don't, we don't. God, we don't no. have that. <laughs> I just saw the segue and I took it. <laughs> we should. We should, right? Yeah. I mean, we could. It's just a code you sign up for, yeah, but well. moving on. Um, new game releases. All right. So coming out this week, um, XCOM 2 is coming to iOS. What? Finally. This, we talked about this in the news. It took an eternity. Goodness. Um, Seven Nights Time Wonders coming to Switch. I've actually purdered it, so I'll probably be diving into that this week. 
Oh, I have too many things coming out this week that I want to play. Um, Battle Hunters hits PC and Switch. Bakugan Champions of Vestroya is coming to Switch, and I really want to play that. Mm. I think I pre-ordered it, because I don't think we're getting a review copy. And Dragon Lapis is hitting the Switch. Chris. Yeah? Whoop, whoop. Come co-alert. Come co-alert. Come co-alert. Whoop. All right, and in the last two weeks, uh, er, yeah, in the last couple weeks since we were out for a week, um, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 4 landed on PS4. Oceanhorn 2, Knights of the Lost Realm landed on Switch. Uh, the Shun Yun Sword 7 is on PC. I don't know if I said that right. I hope so. Yeah. And Cthulhu Saves Christmas hits Switch. And you need to, you need to date me. Date pause. Yes. The alien kitty cat. Yes. That's not a cat. I am not a kitty. All right, for those of you who need a reminder, since it was like two hours ago. I don't know what gear it is. Our question of the week is, how do you pick a present for someone who's impossible to buy for? I I don't know. How do you? Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll get some good feedback. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Thank you, Dale North, who does our music. Yeah. Thank you, Forecast, for doing our coding. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, what will you be playing this week? Uh, probably some Battletech Rogue Tech and maybe some Divinity 2. Woo. Kelly, what are you going to be playing this week? Um, more Trails in the Sky, and I've got to do the Animal Crossing Halloween event tonight. Ooh. Though I might time travel that early, just because I'm going to be going to my parents to watch Mandalorian. Oh, season two is out, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I watched it last night. No spoilers! No spoilers! <laughs> Chris and I need to watch the first season. <laughs> There's a baby Yoda, Anna. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chris. That's not really a spoiler. There's a Mandalorian, too. What? <laughs> Damn it, Jonathan! What did I tell you about spoilers? What are you going to play, Anna? I am. Uh, I'm going to have gaming ADD this week. I, I'm going to struggle to to We're nail level down our something. Fox people, because we have our Fox people. I have Dragon Quest Builders too. I'm in the middle of um, seventh um, the, the 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 Switch game that we were talking about. Uh, seventh Nights Time Wanderer. I've pre-ordered it, and that's hitting on Thursday. And then on Friday, Bakugan comes out. Mm. So I'm just going to be like, too many games! Oh, and like, two games that I was waiting to go on Super Sale finally went on Super Sale on the Switch, so I also picked up Vampire and um, the the Overcoat. Shoot. It's a something called Coat. Big Ocean Wide Jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was on Super Sale on Switch. So I, I, heard, I, I picked up both of those, so now i got two new games to play as well. Cool. Yeah. Chris, Yay. what are you going to play? Probably more WoW, honestly. I'm okay. back into it, and I'm having fun, so screw everything else. <laughs> and Robert took off for work, but since he's at work, he's going to be playing phone games. Yay, no. <laughs> All right. I, I think that's a show, everybody. Okay. Well, that was actually a pretty short show for that's having missed a week. Yeah. That was sure a show. That was a show. Thank you, listeners. We like it when you listen to our show. And you made it all the way to the end. Good job. Mm-hmm. All right. We will see everybody for Extra Life 2020 next week. Donate um, now. <laughs> be on the uh, lookout for our schedule that will be coming out in the near future. So thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.